We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah! Smell that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smells like somebody just yeah, fell in yeah, love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hey. oh, oh, oh. Episode 94. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Evan Fournier episode TP Capital of the World Crow Fair 102 103rd annual Crow Fair and Celebration 103rd episode 100 103 103 103 You sound like those announcers when they have them specials, remember? They're like five of them talking at once Oh man, that's terrible Oh at Crow Fair Crow Fair Crow Fair 2008 They had about five giveaways going on at the same time <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's what they sound like though man You can't even understand man, one about, of them I about lost my mind they did. They had like five giveaways going on at once. They had five announcers out there in the arena, and then they went into an inner tribal. <laughs> so it was like five guys trying to talk over each other, and then the drum and the singers coming Damn. in. And I was just like sitting there, and I was about to have like a nervous breakdown or something. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, nuts, man. But anyway, it is Crow Fair time here in... Crow Country, Montana, starting tonight with the Crow Style. Where is Crow Country? <laughs> Big Pow Wow, <laughs> going to prior now. <laughs> Look, there's a cow. I'm going to count his We're feet. going to a powwow. Hey, uh, hey, oh. We're going to have a good, good time. <laughs> powwow. 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 Stop that. <laughs> What's the name of that group? I don't know, man. The White Whistle Singers. <laughs> <laughs> Cherokee Eagle. <laughs> White Whistle. <laughs> I don't know. Man. White Whistle. Take it away. <laughs> We're going to a powwow. Powwow. <laughs> Cherokee Singers. Oh, man. Cherokee Nation. 
All right, over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus. He ain't even trying to preach. He's the pod god. He ready be in the place to be. Say shoulder. Hello, hey, shoulder. Ha, hey, ha, 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 ha. And over here to my right, all the way from Baba Nino, Nino, Nino. He's your hoe in one, your favorite Indian, JCB. Say what's up? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, nah, hey, yo. Hey, Nino. And you know me. Mo hugs, not drugs, a.k.a. Empty Barrel. Aho. Coming to you live and direct Thursday hey. night. What's up? I say you reminded me of um, man. What's his name? Jim Carrey in uh, what's that movie called? Oh, what's that one. <laughs> when, he, when he's like the freaking like the go, cable guy. Oh, out. cable guy. Remember? <laughs> Remember when he's singing that song? <laughs> Oh, Don't yeah. do one sunshine <laughs> <laughs> when he goes off. Remember, that's who you're reminding me. Yeah, that's who you're reminding me of when he did that earlier when he was announcing himself. I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it on YouTube tonight when I'm sitting at the arbor. <laughs> go, go to the arbor and then just go, go online. Oh. Right there in the middle of everything. They have Wi-Fi. I don't think so. They don't even have power. I heard. Really? Not no power at the Arbor. Someone said I was at that conference, that Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders Conference this week, yesterday and today. Yeah. Here somebody there said, Yeah, I seen a new arbor. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> like a big wooden spaceship. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. It's, it's pretty good. I was down there yesterday. Yeah, but, but did you see that big old oh I'm sorry to mean to cut you off, but they're big ass arbor and they got little tiny like three bleachers. Really? Yeah, because they didn't build the bleachers yet. I wonder why they started so late. I knew it. I knew it. I was telling those guys, I was like, watch this crow fair time. Everybody's just going to be sitting in chairs. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, the bleachers aren't done. And it looks like there's some spots for some stages or something. Those aren't done. The, the roof's not done. Those are the elevators. Oh, those are for the el- elevators. Escalator. Escalator. I was like, Escalator. man, it's big enough. They should have like a second floor. That'd be cool. I know. But Indians then, will be falling out of there. I know. It'd be cool. Trying to trying to lean over and record their favorite drum do, drum group and then fall out. Their drum hoops. Their the, drum white, hoops. the white whistle singers. The white whistle singers. I was trying to record them and I fell off the harbor. They're trying to get around the drum circle. They just need one good rainstorm to come in that's going to freaking warp all that wood. Think so? I don't think they finish it. it yeah. looks, they probably put some finish on there. It's treated. You think so? It looks Probably. treated, yeah. Is it treated? Yeah. yeah the contractor's Bastila, so. Okay. They ain't playing. They ain't playing. They don't play. I'm yeah, surprised sure. that last one lasted as long as it did. So I, I guess that's kind of a. Lasted long? No, it's good. Yeah, go ahead. But, I mean, you know, it's. When did they build that last one? 76, I heard. Oh, year before Star Wars. One year. At, <coughs> I was a year old. Oh, oh. Did I just say that? Did I put that out there? I meant, you know, like in about 10 years, I was going to be born once. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad uh, redoing all the electrical work in there like in 2000. Mm. And just think back then, that was only like 24 years. And that was like 22 years ago. Man. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah they, they, they even used to have that. 
big thing that they could stand on and watch the parade. That I don't know what you would call it. Crow's look at, nest. Look at yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then that's that's gone. So I wonder if they're gonna have anything similar. They probably will. I think they're building uh to hold you know yeah. to to have a better power. Building the for future. the future. Uh, yeah. For seven generations. I was kind of sad. I'm glad that they replaced it, though. I mean, because, you yeah. know, we don't look shabby now. Co Fair 104 is going to be lit. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> LED lights in there, I heard. The, the LED the spa- lights? <laughs> the spaceship will be ready to fly. Yep. Be ready to go. It better be. That like- spaceship will fly. Hey, uh, hey, oh, hey, All right, all right, all right. What about um? What's your guys' a fond memory of Crow Fairs of Old? You guys got something? Fond memory. Couple. Couple. How about um? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's good. You, who got their first kiss at Crow Fair, didn't Not this guy. First, <laughs> 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 I did. Go ahead. First, you did, kiss. huh? Who, me? No, no. Go oh. ahead. Share any story. I was just being funny. Your first hickey? No, Ooh. I think one, uh, I think the, the memory that stands out the most for me, I think I shared it last year. Um, shared again. Man, I was about. 13, 13 or 14 years old, um, got freaking super drunk the <laughs> night before and I made it back to the teepee early in the morning and I passed out and, you know, the teepee has no whatever. Yeah. My feet came from under there and my, <laughs> what? my, my Kala, I remember my Kala, like on the way to the freaking parade, she saw my feet, so... She, like, told one of the girls to go get the uh, nail polish, and she came back, and she freaking, like, painted all my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> they were sticking out from underneath? Yeah, they are sticking out, man, for, out, out of the teepee. I, I, I like the part. And of I, that, like, yeah. I like the part of that story. When, remember the teepee has no what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It was just kind of, yeah. oh, yeah, no, whatever. It just nodded, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, like. I got pissed. I was pissed off, and I woke up because you know what I mean. I was pissed off, and then I found out who it was, and I bust out laughing. I couldn't be mad at my grandma. I, I got one for you too. Then yeah, all right. so last last day, yeah. Or you know, it was the morning that you know everybody's breaking camp, and I was sleeping in a teepee at the end. And there used to be a little. Well, I think it was gonna be a tree at one. Or, you know, when it got when it got bigger. Ah. But it was basically like this bush. They put a teepee right next to it. And I was sleeping in there. And I guess they went in there and said, hey, we're trying to break camp. Let's go. But I wouldn't wake up. So they just took that teepee down around me. And then they, and then with that, my, my mattress was on a, a rug or something. And, or, and they grabbed that rug and just drug it under that tree. So when I woke up, I woke up in the shade. But I was like, oh, man, what the hell? And most of our camp was already gone. Yeah. But they just left me there. They took everything down around me. And I was sleeping. And they just drug me under the tree. <laughs> We don't no, win. no phase. Dang, did they come back after you? Oh yeah, they they were still there. Oh okay, okay. I thought they they like just went back to oh, Bapu and left straight you. up abandoned. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Find your own way back. Oh. They uh, still talk about that. They think it's funny. Oh, that is funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like let's drag him under this tree so he doesn't get sunburned. Yeah, at least they had the uh, decency to do that. They yeah. just leave me there. Do you have clothes on at least? 
I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I woke up with some on. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so many stories. So many. I can't even like pinpoint one. Do another one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just think like like I when was, I think about Crow Fair when I was young, man, like going to DJ Chaske and all that. Like oh, I yeah. thought that was like because oh, yeah. it was always like right next to our camp. My grandma's. Uh, it's not really like yeah. So like we would just go over there, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, yeah. yeah. party, <laughs> dance, the, and yeah. What's that called? What was it called? Bastinuswa. Bastinuswa. No, the, <laughs> the, the building, the structure is no longer there. Roundhouse. Roundhouse. Bastinuswa. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going in there, and then like that's when, like back in the day, like uh, Tootsie Row and Money Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then everybody would start doing the Money Train. Come on, Money Train, yeah. jump on it. And everybody do like a conga line type of deal and go. Yeah, uh, it was cool back then, man. Yeah, everybody hmm. trying to bust the Mac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying to bust the Mac on the top row. <laughs> yeah, or behind the bleachers. Yeah, underneath, even though you could just see in there. Yeah. Yeah, a I always, little privacy. I always uh, it's got <laughs> to be a little more sanitary than a porta pot, right? Yeah. Anyway, a little bit more. I, <laughs> yeah, my friend has ten porta potties left. <laughs> I oh yeah, I always go back to the that, that old standard about when I rode in the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. What year was that? It was. It has to have been a long time ago because well, it's like maybe five or six. But uh, well, like you, back in the sixties, nineteen sixty six. I grew out catch. To put state. it this way, it was one of those. Remember at the beginning of Mash, <laughs> the beginning of Mash, and they had those one that looked like a bubble. Oh, it looked like a dragonfly. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah okay. It was one of those, barely even a helicopter, like, like no. Oh, know, like one of those ones with like one little windshield. Okay, well, yeah, it's all it is is all windshield, and then like a yeah, thing bo- that sticks out. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I don't know if I get on that. Yeah, that'd be scary, it man. Was, yeah, hey, man, know. we were doing like those some serious like what do they call it? A uh, bank. Yeah, uh. like you can almost you look to the side and you'd be looking almost straight down. I was pretty fun. I liked it. Dang. It was crazy though because like I think it was like five dollars. <laughs> oh, then, wow. probably just that, some farmer needs some gas money or moonshine money or something. And then, and then like I got on there by myself, like nobody else was with me. Oh, oh wow. just me and the dude. Yuck. What? Yuck. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, could more people get on? <laughs> I don't know. I think there was a room for four, I want to say. Oh, and you're the only brave so? Is only it true or false that you had to sit on this lap? <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just hit my leg on this table. <clears throat> no, I'm trying to think of a story, like trying to pinpoint. I know, like I told you, like first time I ever got a buzz was at Crow Fair with my cousin yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. all that. Um, I was talking to someone at that conference today. Like the last time I seen, remember like that adoption ceremony when they do that? It's like cool. Remember that like send two dancers and they go in like the four directions mm-hmm. and they finally get the person and they bring them out. And I, like give them new shoes, maybe even like new clothes and new stuff. Clothes, yeah. yeah, they make them take off their old shoes and put on the new shoes, and then they, that kind of solidifies the adoption and stuff. 
Like, I remember watching that as a kid, but I've never seen it since. I, I remember I, that. I, I, yeah, I remember <coughs> seeing some. Man, it's been a while though, since I've seen it that way. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like when you're sitting there and we watched the uh, uh, daddy daughter dance competition. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, fancy dancer and his little girl, and they won. Mm. It's pretty cool. Like there was all the like a uh, 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 older gentleman and his daughter was grown. Yeah. And like yeah, it just it was pretty cool. Was I different. think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. The like the that guy he had two of his daughters, like an older crow gentleman. Yeah. And his two grown daughters. Yeah. They're all dressed cross down, they're kinda going different directions. Then that fancy dancer, his daughter's all tiny and he's like jumping around her and stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. she was swinging his whatever those are. Oh, his sticks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. See, we got the same memory me and oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh, we must have been at the same crow fair that time. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, same oh, crow oh. fair back in uh, 1976. I always liked. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was liked uh, riding horses. Yeah. Mm. Back before there was vehicles. Oh, oh yeah. there I said it before you did. Yeah. <laughs> Ride our horses all the way from prior. Set up camp. <laughs> two days. To, yeah, my grandma used to tell me stories about when they really did do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they would ride from, uh, I think uh, my family was like from Fort Smith or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Chuga. Uh-huh. They would come and then remember that uh, tree like in the middle? Man, it's like in the middle of nowhere, like in between Hardin and uh, Billings. Oh, There's like, like a tree on the yeah, yeah, frontage yeah. road. Yeah. It's like by itself there. Yeah. She said they would stop there and they would picnic. They would eat there. They would. Yeah. Like that was usually like their stopping point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they keep would. Keep on keeping Yeah. On. Then they would go and go the rest of the way. Yeah. That's funny that you said that because I remember my aunt would tell us stories about their go from prior to Crow in their old like um, like their old Ford car. Yeah. And they would like stop there because they'd get flats like right around there. And they would stop at that tree picnic and like. Her her dad or her grandpa would like patch up the tire, air it up with like a pump. Yeah, and then they get going again. His hand had to use the hand one. Huh? Yeah, the hand pump. That's not so. Uh huh. Nowadays, they just throw on the spare and keep on going. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you can make it in like forty five minutes. <laughs> I know, from Bellings. Wow. And it usually takes about the- a half hour to get out of town, man. <laughs> Depending on, like, if you start from the West End and try to take that interstate, and go yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's bananas, bro. Yeah. I learned real quick not to do that. I'll just drive through town and pop out over there by yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that town pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Faster. Uh, these are the tricks. So if you're in Billings, if you're in Billings, yeah. avoid the construction. <laughs> ah. Okay, I'll tell a two legged story. Um. So I got my one and only DUI at two leggings. <laughs> Matters like, I don't know. I think they're just picking on me. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so like when they set up that checkpoint right there at two leggings when you're trying to yeah. pull out. Yeah, there. The guy said, can you open your trunk? And I said, oh, it's all key because I had an old school car. I had an 87 Nissan Maxima. Oh. And then um, this was like 2002. Anyway, so I had to take slot, turn off the car and then like get out. And I opened the trunk. There's nothing in there. Um, but I was, you know, buzzed up. Yeah. <clears throat> and my driver that was supposed to drive, they got all drunk and were passed out in the passenger seat. Oh. 
And then the two in the back, I don't even know if they're drinking, but they're so scared they didn't want to drive. And then they just, like, anyway, they took me off to jail. And then those three two. proceeded to cruise around for the next two days partying in my car. <laughs> so they stayed in jail for two days? Yeah. Or, like, that night and then all the way to the next evening. Um, Then I got bailed out. And then... Um, no crow fair special. No crow fair special. That was Monday. That was Sunday night when I got thrown in. Oh, Monday oh. I had to man. I sat there all day with Shope, played cards, and gave me a pack of cigarettes. And I had to wash those all the cop cars that were there in front of all the cops. The pressure washer. And I had to wash all those uh, little Alcatraz blankets. Yeah. Those wool blankets. I had to wash all of them, fold them. They're all by myself. I uh, damn you're the only <laughs> inmate there. Only person. Jeez. Let everybody go, except for me. That Monday after, like the parade dance Monday. Yeah, that parade dance Monday morning. We went to court, and then I was the only one. Let everybody go. Damn. Except for me. Walking the line. <laughs> yeah. Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one year they I got thrown in. And- in there but it was the weekend wasn't over because the next day there's yeah you guys can go and then we were waiting around waiting around and it was almost about five or six o'clock when they finally let us go yeah but we all know i started walking and i was walking across that bridge um not on the like where your guys' camp is at but the other one on the way on the other side by the by the camp meeting oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was walking across that bridge and then right about then they remember that thing that they use for grand entry oh yeah Boom! Man, I was walking. I was hungover. I was sick. I was like, man, I know where there's a bottle at the camp. As soon as I get there, man, I can take a shot. And I was just jittery and, you know, hungover. <laughs> Boom! And, man, it made me jump. Ah, and then right right, right when that happened, there had to be a car little uh, girls going by in their window down. <laughs> oh, they probably went, aim! And started laughing. <laughs> Check him out! They got hey. me, bro. Made me jump. And uh. I could hear those girls laughing. Ah, and they drove by. Like, oh, <laughs> man. I wanted to run the rest of the way. <laughs> I remember uh, one crow fair, like about 2012. Yeah. 20, yeah, it was about 2012. I mean, my cousin, um, we were just getting spiced out that time. We were like really high and laughing around, cruising, you know? We were in a truck and, and uh, we saw this guy. He wasn't from, uh, I think he was like German or something. Oh, dog, we're being goofy, man. We were like, he was walking kind of by uh, that bridge that you were talking about, the one that you said you didn't go by or whatever, by the college. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, remember, there's that little back road right there, like when you're coming this way to the powwow, and then you can take a right right there, right along the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little back road. But uh, we're laughing around, man. We're just getting high and laughing. Um but anyway, we're like, hey, do you know where the powwow's at? Like, you know, we act like we weren't from there. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, do you guys hear the drums? Do you hear the drums? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just follow that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, we're all stoned out of our mind. Like, it was the funniest thing. <laughs> do you hear those drums? Yeah, bro. Like, you try to explain how we act like we're a dumb man. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that guy you wouldn't even from America, bro. Explaining to us. 
Yeah, man, my, me and my cousin used to do some dumb stuff, man. R.I.P., baby Alvin. Mm, R.I.P. I heard a story about right there, like where they, like where you're talking about the river right there. People go swimming there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one of my relatives said that him and his brother were sitting like in the water, so the water was like about their chest. They were just sitting down. They heard this guy like came over and he's talking real big and stuff, and they're just watching him from the bank. And you know they're they're already grown, so they're like teenagers. And he thought that they were standing up. They're just sitting down in like a couple feet of water. Here he dove off. The- <laughs> The bank. Oh, wow. From on the other side, that high one? Yeah, the high one, the high side. He dove off and, like, went right in front of him and, like, like, scraped up his face and his chest. Damn, that's crazy. And they said that they're just, like, sitting there and, like, shocked and, like, didn't know what to do. And that guy, like, got up real quick and, like, screaming. (laughs) 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 Stuck there. Uh, Did they know who he was? Huh. I think I can't remember if he told me who he was, but uh, anyway, I yeah, said that he was talking big, like on yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah, 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 acting bad, yeah, yeah. acting bad, and then he man, I had a himself. cousin, I had an older cousin that did that, but in Lodgegrass, oh, like dude, he jumped off of this bridge called Westwood. It's not even funny, but like he jumped off, man, he broke his neck, dude, oh, like he was shit. all juiced, man, like dang, yeah, he had to wear like one of those neck things for a long time. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you bad things happen. Yeah. <coughs> uh. You go swimming in there? I haven't. Ever? Uh, not there. I've gone swimming over there, kind of by the camp meeting side. By Rock Island. Rock yeah. Island. Over there. <laughs> by the dam. Rock Island. Over there. <laughs> Why did they call it Rock Island anyway? Probably. It's not even a Rock Island there. I don't know. Maybe there used to be one. Hey, the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, I went down there because I was going to get some rocks because I was setting some posts. Uh-huh. Man, it can't even doesn't even look anything like the last, like how you would think it would look. Mm. I think a everything grew, grew over, yeah. and b that remember they had floods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole place doesn't look anything the way it used like to. It used to, yeah. Or Rock Island? No, no, down where he's talking about. Oh, okay, by the collar, like that river. Kind of where everybody waters their horses. Yeah. Mm. Or mm. used to. There's not even like, remember there's like, you could probably drive down there. Oh, wow. But now you can, there's no like path or anything. Huh. It's all overgrown. Damn. Probably lack of use. They found yeah. a different place to water up, huh? Must have. They don't ride ponies no more. Mm. They all ride ATVs. Mm. Mm. What are you guys looking forward to this crow fair? If you guys are going, I want, I want food. Yeah, There's, I think I want to try some food. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I, I was just gonna say either. I mean, obviously, you want to go to the arbor and get some food, but want to eat food in camp too. Yeah, those yeah. things that you took for granted when you were a kid, like oh, I'm not hungry right now, and then go to the arbor and then try to get something to eat over there. Yeah. Pay 10 bucks rather than eating free food. Yeah, free yeah. food <laughs> that was made with love and whatever else goes into there. That reminds me of the Billings Fair. I had one of those, they're called cow pies. They're like a deep fried burger. Oh, really? It's good. Dog, they're fire, man. They're just like, <laughs> they're small though, bro, man. They're like 12 bucks, dude, for like $12. Yeah. Dang. Dog, like, man, yeah, they have like hungry. five different versions of like how to make them. Wow. But. But, like, the one I got was, like, a jalapeno, had, like, jalapenos and all that in there, kind of mm, like the hotter one. Yeah. 
Dude, man, it was amazing, man. Like, it tasted amazing, but it was like 12 bucks. I was like, I kind of feel robbed. Deep yeah, fried, yeah. like, the outside is kind of like Dog, chicken look, or whatever. Like remember those uh, Remember those Crustables or whatever? Remember those peanut oh, butter and jelly? Like those, what do they call them at um, King's Hat? A, a flying burger. Like that? <laughs> kind of? Yeah, like about that size. But remember, the best way I can explain it is, remember those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come without the crust? Mm-hmm. That's what they look like. That's, Same size and everything. Like, oh, that's, okay. what, that's what those ones at Flying J look like, too. Those flying burgers? Yeah, it basically looks like. Like a small patty? Yeah, but yeah. it's got bread on it, and then it looks like they used a, like a cut, like something to cut it. Or just probably just used a cup or something. Like yeah. cheese toast, you mean? No, but there's a burger in there. Oh, is there? Uh, mm. They're not. I've never had not, that. Every time I go there, I get like the bacon cheeseburger, though. They're, I mean, they're good, but they're small too. Like, yeah, you guys are making me hungry. Kind of like, uh, what I'm are they called? Hungry. What yeah, are I those old oh, sliders? Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were pretty small. They're fire though. They're good, man. Yeah, that uh, jalapeno corn dogs. Oh man, mm. gotta be the foot long. Mm. 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 That guy was like, I don't are know if he was like fed yet? up or anything. I don't know, man. He kind of had an attitude when I was there. At the fair? Yeah, that guy that was selling the corn dogs. Yeah, he was open carry. And just like standing there, just like, I don't know. Attitude. Dog, they, uh, people that are like, man, I ran into somebody at uh, Walmart that was like that, bro. Young kid, man. He was a, he was, he was punk. A, yeah. yeah. He like kept saying stuff when I would walk by. Yeah. And I'm like, man, when I walked out, I go, man, you got a BB gun, bro. Like, I said that because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, he, like he was with his girlfriend and his brother or something. Yeah. But he was at, like, yeah, you know, yeah, he had yeah. a chicken chest and he was acting like big and bad, like, you know, with his <laughs> gun hanging. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he pissed me off. And that, co- that worker was like, because we went to the self-checkout and that worker was like, what the hell is his problem? Like, she started talking. She's yeah. like, God, oh, just because he can open carry, he's acting like he, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acting like a big guy. You need more than the gun to scare me, is what she was yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this whole interaction pissed me off. So I freaking, I walked out. I said, you and your damn BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, he, he didn't like that too much. <laughs> what you trying to make up for? Yeah, absolutely. I know. That's what I felt about this guy. I was like, man, take, put that gun down, man. See if you can throw hands. See, it's those guys that, like, scare me, right? Like, yeah. it's not the people that have guns that scare me. What scares me is those guys that open carry that are freaking big chickens. Yeah. That are, that are, that that are, yeah, that's the nice way I can put it. Yeah, yeah, that no, well, never been I'd in a street fight. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that little white speck on chicken <laughs> shit. <laughs> that little white speck is chicken shit, too. Yes, sir. But it's those guys that scare me, those guys that are freaking full of fear. Yep. Yeah, full of fear, and then, you know, like trying to use any means necessary to justify them pulling it out. Yeah. yeah. Even if they don't actually shoot it, which I don't know. I mean, that's that's a whole other can of worms, but, yeah, they just, I don't like it. I know, I was like, I wanted to say, you're some... Mother effing corn dogs. Why you got to open carry? For real, man. Smell you corn dogs. Like got to protect the corn dog stand. Yeah. Corn dogs. America. This is my grandma's recipe. America. 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 Corn dogs made in America. America. <laughs> Jalapenos are grown in America. Jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> my folks in San Antonio, Texas, who know what jalapenos are supposed to taste like. <clears throat> America. 
<laughs> no, it's crazy that Whoa. night too. Uh, Monday night, that's when we went. That buddy night, man, tons of people there. Uh, and then my, I told my son, I said, let's dip out at eleven. He's like, all right, cool, because he was running around with his buddies. So I wanted him to, you know, experience that. You know, yeah. have some fun. Got he was getting on the zipper and stuff. And here we left, and it took us like half hour to get home. You know, we don't live that far, but just because of traffic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I got home, I was like checking Facebook. Hey, someone got shot. Yeah, man. At eleven thirty. Damn. Man, I was like, dang, man, we were just there. I'm Crazy. glad you guys are safe, though. Like, I'm glad you guys left early, man. I know, man. I was like, dang, man. And then he wanted to go back, and I was like, man, I know, man, we ain't going back. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts, man. My daughter and them were there. They seen, uh, yeah. They see it happen. They didn't see the. It happened, but they saw, like, the whole aftermath, like, with the guy in the water, like, all that other, you know what I mean? Like, what happened anyway? I don't even know what happened. I don't know. Just from what I've read, the the guy put out a gun, shot somebody, like, some kind of altercation happened, shot him kind of by that kitty thing or whatever. Oh, that kitty area? Yeah, and then uh, they caught the shooter over by, um, they saw a guy in a red shirt, matched the description, and the sheriff's deputies ended up, like, tackling him in that, that pond area, is what I read. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. So I didn't even have time to look up or anything like that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because um, I just took my daughter and and her friends all met us over there on Saturday. Um, and then Monday, they went again, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, like, and then I jumped online. I was the same as you. Like, I was, but I was home in bed. Yeah. And I, like, scrolled through my, my Facebook and... I seen the shooter. I'm like, damn! Like, so I started hitting them all up. Like, yeah. hey, you guys okay? You guys good? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my daughter, uh, she uh, Facetime me and, dang, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's getting real out here in the streets. I was like, man, where's the corn dog guy? <laughs> Come on, where's corn dog guy! Carry? Come on, corn dog guy! Jump in the game, Mister Walmart guy. Where were you? Where were you, corn dog guy? That they, those kind of guys remind me of those people online that comment. Oh, what? I wish you would have tried that when I was there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you should have just shot him with the, you know, yeah, then yeah. they name the gun like they're bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have just hit him with a corn dog. Yeah. <laughs> slap him with that corn dog. Slap him with that foot long. Just Merc. slap him with the corn dog. Corn dog. Corn dog. <laughs> Burk up. Your twenty gauge corn dog. <laughs> Your twelve gauge corn dog. <laughs> Where were you, corn dog man? All right, you guys, we're feeling warmed up. Yeah, sir. Do this better, probably better draw the line right there, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. Hey, 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 hey,
you're at Co-Fear this weekend around 6 a.m., that's what you'll hear. Randy B will be on the mic. <laughs> hey! Good. Do your do your do your version. Hey, 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 that's I what you hear. I always do that to my mom. She always gets a kick out of it <laughs> when I go to her house. Uh-uh. <laughs> do your version. It's not funny, but she always she says I sound like one of those guys. Like the, it's not funny, but like the morning yeah, yeah, guys. Remember? <laughs> do you have a version, JC? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not um, one year. It doesn't happen every year, but sometimes they have, like, a guy on horse, like, doing it old school. No speaker, yeah. no mic. I think that's cool, man. My grandpa used to do that. Like, on horse? Yeah, so my grandpa was, like, the camp crier guy. Yeah. Uh, back in, before my time, but, yeah, my mom would. My mom told me stories about him, like, my mom always tells me stories, like, they would, like, throw him a, like, he didn't really drink, but, like, yeah, yeah. they throw him a beer, and he, like. Slam it really quick. I maybe I shouldn't share that, but like you know, he did. Like you yeah. know, he would slam a beer real quick, or like he rolled a cigarette mm. while on his horse with like one hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, which was crazy because my cousin Shylin would used to do that. Like he, because he used to do the roll your own, like the top tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would like put the like he would use one hand yeah, yeah. and roll a cigarette. But I guess my grandpa would do that on horseback. But Pretty tight. He, yeah, he was like a really, really respected. Uh, Respected dude. Mm. <clears throat> ah, it tricked. Um, so tonight's topic, we're just going to talk about being a father, um, pre and post addiction, and just kind of like the importance of a father to a family. I got some statistics here off of the dadcamp.info.com. Uh, it's an organization that I volunteer with and heavily involved with. And it's just, um, it's just, I went to a dad camp back in 2020 and it just really changed the way I parent, even down to the way I coach and how I just approach my kids. Um, so it's something that I really believe in, um, and I'll get into it. So I'll just read this first bulletin and then I'll just get some reflections off of you, off of you gentlemen, whatever's hitting you at this time. So it says, you name the problem. Divorce, addiction, crime, poverty, teenage pregnancy, behavioral disorders, rape, suicide, etc. And there's only one common link, disengaged fathers. Do we want to see these issues that are tearing the very fabric of our lives apart all but go away? Then build stronger fathers. With that first bulletin, I'd just like to open it up for some reflection time. From either one of you gentlemen. You read, uh, you named the problem, divorce, all that? Yeah, yeah, I read that part. I think, I think for me, like, when I went to dad camp last year, like, dude, it impacted us so much as we were packing up and leaving. And as we were driving up the mountain, me and my daughter were like, man, we coming back next year. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, and it's something that we look forward to, but it, it definitely changed my parenting. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of truth in, in the fact that society needs fathers present, not just to have fathers, but like to be present. Yeah. So I think like even as I mentor men, I'm always encouraging them 
just to be a present father. Yeah. I always tell people like, hey, man, kids don't want your money. They don't want like what you have to offer. What they want is you. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter if you're the richest guy in the world or you're the brokest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Your kid still loves you for you. Yeah. You know, they just want you around in their life. They want you. They want to be able to uh, depend on you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Let's, JC. That all sounds true to me. So with, um, I know for me, like, with my dad, you know, there was like, I think we talked about this on a previous episode as far as um, not being, like, they only had a limited amount of information or resources. Yeah. So, like, they definitely did the best they could. And I know that today I am striving to kind of live out those teachings that he gave me when I was a kid and when I was coming up, especially like with my anger, like he would always talk to me about my anger because I was a hothead. I am a hothead. And so just that, um, it's like, uh, what is that? Uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to speak. Yeah, that type, uh, that I remember him talking to me about that and just kind of like, um, there for me in that aspect, um, there was some things, you know, that as I became a man and started my own family, I had some frustrations. It's like, how come you didn't tell me this? How come you didn't tell me that? And then, like, just kind of, uh, going back into my hotheadedness. And then he just told me, he's like, well, there's no manual or, you know. Yeah. There's no, like, um, there's no whatever's, like, there's no, uh, what he said, there's no book on it or something. I, I can't remember exactly what he used, but it was just kind of like, I was out getting my frustration. And I just kind of blew it off. Um, <clears throat> but he's right, you know, I mean, because everybody's different. Everybody's kids are different. You got to handle, like, just handle the situation the best I can. And today I know. I mean, just to be in that responsive, being res- responding, yeah. I mean, helps out a lot. And I think through, um, through dad camp, and then through learning more and more through the red road, it's been a big help for me. Like you said, to be more um, engaging. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> realizing that you know my kids don't need my money or they don't need the material things. They just want me. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, I think like having a father too is like when we're there, like we empower them, Mm. right? Like we build them up and, and I know I failed, like I'm not perfect. Um, but I think like understanding all these things, it's like, it it makes me get back up and try every morning, Mm. you know? Um, because as people know, like, and it's not a secret. I am a single father and have been raising my daughter since she was one. Um, but I think there's, there's power in that. And that's initially why we got her into boxing. And then to be able to like to defend herself, should the need arise. Um, yeah. I never wanted my daughter to be a victim. Um, but also like being a part of that camp and seeing like all these like problems that society as a whole is facing. Like one of the, like the main common deno- denominator is disengaged fathers, like like this uh, this thing says. But 
especially with on on reservation, we kind of um, celebrate those guys that have multiple kids, like like yeah, yeah, kids yeah. with all like they might have like ten kids, you know, and, yeah. and like five or six different women. Yeah, um, and we kind of like society kind of celebrates them like res culture, man. You know, like we yeah. kind of like, oh man, bad. Like we think they're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When really, at the end of the day, man, it's the dad that chooses to be there. Mm-hmm. Like the dad that that makes the commitment to be there and be a be a, a good influence in his children's life. I think is is really what it's about. Yeah, definitely. And I've like you know I've been approached by other like other men, you know, relatives of mine. Like, oh, how many kids you got? I was like, oh, I got a uh, three or two or whatever I had at the time. Oh, that's it. I got twelve. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, oh, where are you at? You know, or like, yeah. well, I don't know. You know, I was just like, oh, dang, like twelve kids. I was like, dang, man, we twelve kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude, I, I, yeah, I had a guy ask me like, you only got one kid, like, and I'm like, yeah, bro, like, what do you think? You know, like, yeah. I take care of mine. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right, let's move right along to the next bullet point. It says over 80% of those incarcerated have a disengaged father. Do we want to see our prisons and jails empty? Then build strong fathers. And I think that to me, like, <clears throat> um, kind of like made me think of like those guys I'm like that ask for advice from me or that I've sponsored in the past or that were patients, clients of mine. In the past, um, I always just encouraged them to be like, be the person that you needed. Yeah. You know, be that person that you needed when you were growing up. Um, Because that's what I strive for. You know, as far as my kids go, like that person that I needed, like what I try to think back. I'm always trying to think back to like, um, like my son, he's a teenager. I was trying to remember, like, okay, well, what's he, what's he going through, and try to be more understanding in that aspect. Um, so, I mean, that's just like that's what comes to mind for me, anyway. Yeah, I think there's like so much truth in that. Like, eighty percent of those incarcerated have a disengaged father, and and I think, like, for me, like personally, like I lost my dad when I was young, and I remember. Uh, like for the last five, six years of my life, uh, of his life, he really wasn't there for me. Mm. But that really filled my addiction mm. um, because I was crying out for attention. Like when I come, like now, like dealing with therapy, when I talk to my therapist, I realize like a lot of like even the anger issue, right? Like it stemmed from fear. Yeah. And and then like a lot of what I did was because I didn't have my dad there anymore. Mm. Like that was always my like my excuse. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody could correct me. Nobody could uh, really even give me words of advice because my dad was no longer there. Mm. And then now, like, when I think about it, I'm like, man, like, I wish my dad had the opportunity to teach me. But then when I look at it, too, I've learned to, like, give him grace because he was, like, my age right now when he died. Mm. Okay. And back then, like, I used to think, like, he was old. And, and me, I'm like, man, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. like it's not even... Uh, but but he he was there like when he was when he wasn't drinking when he wasn't doing drugs, he was the best father that anybody could ask for. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was there, he would play sports with us. He would you know like he was really active. Yeah, um, I remember like going to the softball fields and <clears throat> like going hunting, like all that stuff that a man teaches their children. Yeah, 
but then I also remember like the drug abuse and, and the alcohol use, you know, those were like, that wasn't who my dad was, but those are the memories that stand out. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but just like you to uh, echo what you said, like he was doing the best that he could yeah. because there was things that he was fighting. Um, but now I think like it's up to us to like break that cycle. Right. Because I don't want my daughter to have to heal from her childhood. Oh yeah. And I think like, that's why I try to implement like this type of stuff is to really build her up, man. Like to, to be there so we can get rid of all this, all these percentages, man. Cause bro, like we all got to do our part, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and I think, um, as we move forward, you know, we're just trying to promote that, you know, just trying to have dads that are more engaged dads that are more intentional, um, and it doesn't really have to be like, because um, like, I got two baby mamas. Yeah. And I have a wife, right? We have a kid together, and then I have two baby mamas. And, like, I want to be there for my kids, you know? Um, I want to be there in their lives. Just like my dad was there for me um, in my life, instructions, teachings, and stuff. <clears throat> um, So just really... Trying to be civil. <laughs> yeah. Civil with the baby mama, all that piece. Um, I want to throw it over here to a favorite Indian. You got anything so far? <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah, I I blew, I mean, <laughs> I fucked that, all that shit up. Mm. Um, But, I don't know, and there's always that, that hope time to heal from things but there's a lot of shit you can't get back mm. and if anybody ever gets anything out of this podcast it is to learn from my mistakes that's the whole point mm. right mm -hmm. so everything that these guys are saying can hold true for you like if you're listening to this take it to heart be real with yourself and, you know, um, it's never too late, but don't get to the point where you have so many regrets that it almost shuts you down mm. when you think about it. Because <clears throat> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a shitty way to live, man, to have so many regrets and have so many woulda, shoulda, couldas. Mm. Um, so... If you're a man, you're out there, you have young children, you know, get on top of it. I'm not trying to look down on anybody or, you know, lecture anybody or act self-righteous, <laughs> sanctimonious. Act bad. Mm -hmm. Act bad. Um, it's just that I'm saying this with the, the everything that I have in my heart is that just come and do your best and learn. Because, you know, um, I know there's a lot of people out there. Like me personally, my my dad, ever since I can remember, he always made sure he let me know that he loved me. Mm. I mean, he would say it. Yeah. And then, um, and he, now there were times when I had to grow up with like my grandparents. Like he had, I had to go there. Like he was probably going to school or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, like, like you said already, you know, he did the best he could with what he had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody's perfect, and I, 
but you know he's perfect for me and so uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that never had anybody to show them that and I tried my best you know I did try to I mean I did the same with my kids you know let them know that I love them Mm. but at the same time all throughout their whole entire lives I was selfish I came first Mm. I didn't want to tell myself that you know and justify it and rationalize it like well i'm not running around even though i did yeah or you know i i fed them today even though i was drunk when i was cooking yeah so they've seen that they've seen they've had that front row seat from day one Mm. and you know there are people out there that don't have people um somebody to show them right like i think it's like first a lot of people it's a cycle just like a lot of things, you know, we tend to do do what we see mm. or what we, you know, tend to repeat what we've experienced, like thinking that's the way. Yeah. And so, you know, if if you're out there and you don't have, you didn't have that male figure in your life, then, you know, I, I'm, sh- it's not too late to, to learn how. It's just, it, I think it's a skill, you know. But at the same time, you have to get rid of all that BS that's on your plate first. Mm. Because if you're no good to yourself, you can't be good to anybody else. And that's kind of really what it came down to for me was like, I wasn't good to myself. So how can I honestly be good for anybody else? Yeah. And it's, and it's really, really, it's, that one, that one hits a, that one hits a nerve. That one strikes a nerve. Mm Mm-hmm. But, again, what it comes down to, really, in the end, ultimately, without trying to get too, I don't know, fall into self-pity and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, what it really comes down to for me in this whole thing is to try to help somebody avoid those mistakes. Oh, yeah. And and if you have, you can still come back from it. Oh, yeah. Um, So, I don't know, that's... Kind of what I got with yeah. everything so far. All right. Uh, oh, thanks for sharing that. Yes. And I know you're on the road. I mean, you're walking the red road, living that, living amends, and um, still hope, right? There's, there's always hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. Yes, sir. All right. We'll go on to the next bullet point. Uh, 80-plus percent of young adults abandon their faith when their father has not been their spiritual leader. 80% plus 80 80 plus percent of young adults retain their faith when their father has been their spiritual leader when a father follows jesus 93 percent of his family will follow uh if only the mother then percentage drops 20 percent. do you want to see the next generation have strong faith of their own then build stronger fathers and i think that's definitely right on um because prayer and leaning on a baradir for everything, that was like something I remember, like my dad taught us, like taught me. Um, always in church, we had our Bible studies at home, and he like would ask me, "So you've been praying?" And if I wasn't, you know, squeak out that yeah, and then he'd be like, "No, you weren't." Better start praying, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like they would pray with me. I remember growing up, 
every night before bed and then like every meal we prayed um throughout the like whenever um i sought their counsel as i was growing up you know we prayed at the end prayed before uh you know how us natives are we're always praying but um but he instilled that in me you know and today it's just like automatic you know as um as i'm grown and it's something that i teach my kids i tell my kids you know it's like at any point in time you know i like to say i have unlimited timeouts i can call timeout and say a prayer so i tell my kids that i was like any point in time during the day no matter what's going on you're having you're having anxiety of, of for a test or or somebody bothering you at school i said man you can say a quick prayer you can stop say a prayer it doesn't even have to be audible i said because god hears you you can stop at any moment and say that prayer um and i want to instill that because like um there was times you know in my life when i just like ran away from all my all the teachings i ever had and i was just like wanted to run and i know today that that's my addiction um another thing that i teach my kids is like coping skills positive coping skills and we talked about this the other day um that that was a huge thing for all of us like we didn't have any positive coping skills in which led to our addiction like led us further into our addiction because we just leaned on the substance, uh, whatever it was. And, but at the end of it, when I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, man, I started praying. Even though I didn't like have any faith, it was like almost like that, you know, the fake it till you make it type of deal. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any faith. Like, I didn't believe that there was a God out there. But I started praying because that's what I was taught. Um, anyway, I'll open it up to you guys from there. I think that's, uh, I think that's really powerful, though, to really come to the realization, like, fathers have a huge influence on their children mm-hmm. um, because... Psalm 133 talks about the anointing flowing from the head. So what's on our life as fathers actually flows down into the life of our children. And I think I've said it before, but I talk about like our ceiling becomes the floor of our children, right? Mm -hmm. Like where we finish off on earth becomes where our children start. They don't start at where we started. They start at where we left off. Um, So it makes sense, you know, that that's so much of this influence comes from fathers. I mm. think like even in the life of my daughter, um, she reads because I read. Mm. She knows that this area in, in our house is, is a place that I go. Mm. And she sees the, the, um, the reading and the prayer time. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember when she was like two, she was two and I put her down in her, her room, um, to sleep because she was already, I mean, she was already sleeping, but I put her in the room and and I went and I started like, I started having my prayer time in the the living room and, and I shut that door and 
you know how, like at the time I was praying with, with my eyes closed and, and was really just, you know, seeking God at the time. And you know how you can tell like somebody's in your area without even looking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I felt that and I knew like it was my daughter, mm-hmm. but she had like seen everything that her father was doing and, and, Dude, like she went and grabbed, like at two years old, went and grabbed the oil mm-hmm. and came and anointed me on my head. Oh, awesome. And dude, at two years old. Yeah. Um, Later on that year, same thing, came home, put her in her room, and I started cleaning the house, and, and I was praying, and, and she woke up. And I remember I was washing dishes that night. And I was looking out. We were living by the Moss Mansion that time, and I was washing dishes, and she came out of the bathroom, like just in her prayer language, mm. at two years old. Mm. At four years old, we were at a prayer service at, at the church that we were part of at the time, and the lead pastor took a picture of me and my daughter laying side by side mm. in prayer. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, even even today, like, she sees that being demonstrated, right? Like, she knows, and I am confident in the fact that when I'm no longer here, she's going to continue that on. Mm. I think that's one of the best things that we can ever demonstrate to our children is a relationship with God. Yeah. Um. Just, just like yesterday I was talking to this guy. I was helping him set up the power over there at the at the um Arbor. Across, you know, where the Jubilee? Yeah, where Jubilee is and he's like, man, because this man got like got shocked and he was teasing, joking around, laughing, man, like and he goes, Man, it was just me and him because all those other guys left. They had to go do something and it was me and him. Yeah. He, like, looked at me and just in, like, a moment of, like, seriousness, like, he was like, man, I'm not afraid to die. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of weird, like, in my head, right? Like, I'm like, dog, that's kind of weird. Like, dog, I just met you, like, all this. But he goes, I'm not afraid to die. Yeah. And I go, yeah. He's an older guy, you know, yeah. full of wisdom and stuff. And I go, yeah. And he goes, if a man's afraid to die, then he don't have faith. Mm. He said, fear doesn't have anything to do with faith. Mm. Said so if you if you got if you got fear in you and you're scared to die, that tells me something about you. Mm-hmm. That there's something wrong with you. Mm. And I was like, wow. Wow. And then he started talking about his children. Yeah. He's like, man, I've I've got this done, this done, this done, this done. He's like, because when it's my time to go. They won't have to worry about anything. Mm. And I was like, man, like this guy, like just in the short, like one minute. Yeah. I was like, man, I know why I'm here today. Oh, yeah. You know, because he taught me more in that one minute than I learned all day. Yeah. But I think for this man to really share with me, like, okay, like I prepared all this for my family. I think what I got out of that interaction was like, his family's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he taught them a relationship with God. Yeah. Like he's a Vietnam vet, like all this stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and he still works. Yeah. But like, 
But I thought that was powerful, bro. That is, that is. And that was kind of something I wanted to talk about too tonight was like that death. Like my dad passed, but he died sober. Yeah. You know, and he was like all confident because we, it was COVID, height of pandemic. We couldn't be there. So we, it was like an over iPad. And we said our goodbyes over an iPad. Yeah. He could see us and we could see him, but like no fear, you know, he's just sitting there told us he loved us one by one and, but he died sober and that's kind of like, I was thinking about it today and this week and that's like, that's like one of my goals, you know, is to die sober, Yeah, you know, to be laying there on my deathbed, old man, I was like, I did it. And die sober, you know, and that's like, well, I don't know. Like as I was thinking about that this week, I was like, man, that's one of my goals, man. To like moments before I pass to be like, and I did it. Yeah, you know, I lived my life sober. I lived my life walking the red road. Ain't nobody can take that away from me. Like not dying in trauma. Yeah, I think like that's one of the things that I found peace in. Um, when my dad died when I was a young man, mm. because the last few months, like he re-established his relationship with God, mm-hmm. and my mom would read the Bible to him mm. because he was too weak to read. Yeah, um, but she would read the Bible, and I think they were reading the Book of Luke when he passed. Mm. But like him having that relationship with God, like. I think that's giving me peace as a grown man, mm. you know, because yeah. like 20 years later, I'm like, okay, cool. Like my dad, like I know where you're at. Yeah. And when I die, I want to go meet you in heaven. Yes, sir. You know, like, um, but I think like even more so the Bible says to train up your child in the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart. Mm-hmm. I think like even seeing that brought me like, like even now, like even though maybe I didn't see it or not, but now I'm like, okay, like, and that relationship that you had with God, even though your life wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. like gave me hope in the worst times of my life yeah. as a grown man, as a father, realizing like, man, I didn't start out as a good dad, yeah, but have been making it up since, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And even now, like in my daughter, like I kind of trip out, bro, like because we were just talking the other day and and I trip out because now she like, Text me. She like calls me, mm. you know, and, and just to be there with that, like that's something that I cherish as a dad and, and letting her know like, Hey man, you never have to question if I love you or not, because I tell you, mm-hmm. and I'm also working on her being comfortable with, to be emotional with me, mm. to be com- confident in the fact that, Hey man, I'm not going to push your feelings away, but I'm going to empower you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think, like, that's powerful. Yeah. Um, Man, of course there's days we want to rip our hair out there. Of course there's <laughs> days, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, man, when a father loves his children, I think, dude, there's nothing more powerful. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Now to toss it over here to your favorite Indian. Anything hitting you? <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, it does make sense. I mean, that makes perfect sense. But it's like, especially the spiritual part, like it's not something that you would even think about. Yeah. Like it would, that, that, that it would have that big of an impact. Say the father versus the mother, right? What did it go down to, like thirty percent? Yeah, from eighty to twenty. Oh, twenty eighty to twenty. Yeah. So, um, I do know, I do know that that is something that I practiced, in, and and the example that keeps popping up into my mind is, you know, I always I always smudged. I got that from my dad and and uh, my 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 grandparents too, mm. uh, especially my grandpa Irvin. He would always smudge his house and straight cedar. I remember being little and I'm, I'm thinking, man, that stuff stinks. <laughs> you know, just cedar. When they're drying it out? Yeah. Well, no, he's, he had the, I think that's where I get it. Remember I got all those little pots? Oh, yeah, those yeah. Those little tiny cast iron skillet things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he used to use. And I mm. think that's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so he would put it on the stove top and put mm. cedar in there and let it warm up. Yeah. And he would put on his little glove, and then he, after after that, it would start smoldering. Uh, yeah, smoldering or whatever. And then he'd walk through the house, and and so and so I've always done that, and I've always done that with my kids. I showed them how to do it. I said, "There's you know, there's no real right or wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's as long as you know you kind of." I told him early on, "Is like it's kind of like taking a bath. Mm. You know, get that smoke and kind of rub it in like it was like if you were washing your body with soap." Mm. And, and um, remember Randy was saying, you know, he saw a woman say, put it in my ears so I can hear good. <laughs> <laughs> the super spiritual one. <laughs> but, but I know, I've seen people do that and say that. So I've done that. I did that with my kids too. So that at least they would understand that part. Cause there's a, there's, there is something to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so, and, and what I guess, you know, getting to the point was that, you know, you, you see, uh, a lot of kids, a lot of younger ones, even uh, teenagers and stuff. When you ask them, hey, "You want to smudge?" Yeah, and they, you can see that almost like this uncertainty, or it's, it's. I guess it would be based in fear too. Yeah, like and and they don't know how to how to do it, or they don't know how to react. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I I just always remember like, well, all right, we're, we're smudging, and then I would offer it to my kids, and they just automatically, you know, they just do it. Yeah. Like it was natural to them, so um, and I always tell you know my mom and my my oldest daughter you know smudge you got you got to smudge make sure everybody smudges yeah and prays and you know it, that prayer part of it goes with it and so hopefully you know if they get anything from me it's that yeah right like um but but again like I I keep going back to that. 80 30 or 80 20 mm. and it's not something you even consider like 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 that would have been the farthest from my mind like i didn't even think about it then you hit me with that statistic and it's like wow it's so it's really something to i guess chew on if you're out there and you're listening to this it's something to because it's never too late to start right yep it's never too late to say okay today i'm gonna start a spiritual journey as well you know, because mm-hmm. there's four areas that we talk about: the mental, the physical, the emotional, 
and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And we have to have balance. And, and if you're lacking in any one of those areas, then the other ones will suffer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just be on the spiritual side. I think we, as Native people, we're spiritual first anyway. Yeah. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. There you go. I think I've heard you say that before. I might have. I might have repeated that from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, I think, it, like, yeah, just the importance of being a father, stepping up, um, is really what I just wanted to convey today. And you know your kids best. And even if you don't know your kids, get to know them. Get to know their likes. Get to know what they like, what makes them mad. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And like JC was saying, you know, if you're not part of your kids' lives, man, jump in there. Jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my relatives, he passed away. And um, my cousin was talking at his funeral, giving the eulogy and stuff, and he said that, you know, just be the best dad you can be. And that that stuck with me, you know, I could, and, you know, this relative of mine drank himself to death and stuff, but his words, you know, are still with me today. Sad thing, you know, I miss him and everything. Think about him from time to time. But he said that, and, that's something that's so that's been sticking with me these past few years because we used to drink together and you know and I was like I always felt like I was worse than him but I had to bury him you know because he died from cirrhosis and but he said that you know speed of the best that you can be he told that to one of our cousins and um <clears throat> and so that's what I strive to for today you know I know I'm not perfect you know and. I have to apologize to my kids almost weekly. Yeah. You know, because I mess up. Because I'm human. Um, But, you know, to be able to humble myself, I think that was one thing I never got from my dad was an apology for anything. Yeah. Ever. You know, so that's one thing that I'm determined to do, to humble myself and say I was wrong. Um. So with that, you know, I think there's a good place to kind of end it. Unless you had some closing comments on dad topic. No, I I think there's like one of the like what you said like to echo. Man, that's powerful. Like I know, like you know, to apologize to your children when you're wrong because we don't always get it right. Hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I've longed to hear. From my parents is like I'm sorry, yeah, and I never did get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's put us in a lot better place and, and position, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day we are human, oh, yeah. and our children are humans. You know, they have thoughts, they have feelings, they got you know all this other stuff that's going on, and I think one of the most important things they can hear from their parents is like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." Yeah. I was wrong. This is what I did wrong. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. validates them and their concerns. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned as well. Uh, who? Any closing comments, favorite Indian? I uh, just, I guess go back to that, you know, be the best dad you can be, you know, be the best person you can be. And 
you know, like these guys already said, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Um, but you can improve on that. Even if you're starting from scratch, you can yeah. always make an improvement each and every day. But you, you have to, I think you have to put forth the effort <clears throat> and you have to learn the, the positive way of doing things because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we learned in the past, whether it be from our own fathers, our own mothers, our own grandparents, or I think in my case, more than anything from our peers. Yeah. Um, it's that it, they're false beliefs. Oh yeah. They're, um, not positive. They're, uh, you know, coping skills and, and how to handle the, the world around us. So find those, find the good things and then just, you know, just every one of us is a work in progress. Yeah. You know, no matter where we're at in our walk, we're all a work in progress. And so there's that word right there, make progress. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Just progress, not perfection. Progress, not per- I was trying to get around it without saying that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank but, you, Randy. Thanks, Randy. No, I know. But, no, but that But I'm further than you guys. guys got to be like me. I'm so probably the best example. If you want an example of progress. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of, <laughs> man, I'm glad you, you said that and shared what you just now shared because it reminded me, so I was talking to a guy last night, right? Like, and man, sadly, his his, his son passed away oh. um, and kind of been working with him through that. But he was like, one of the most encouraging things he's heard in this season of his life is, be the man who your kid thought he thought you were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And because our children all think of us as Superman, mm. they all think of us as like some superhero. Yep. You know, and, and I guess that's who we strive to be, not like a Superman or like a superhero, but like just doing our best, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being that man, being the man who they know we are. Yep. So... Word to mothers. Word to mothers. Well, with that, would you hit me with some horns or Karen? I need to hear my girl Karen real quick. Karen's mad at you because you're not digging her to crow feathers. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. She's you know just you're my a show favorite. horse. I know. Just a show horse. You're, you're too good for crow fair. Just a show pony. You you just stay up here at the livestock show yeah. for during the fair. During the fair. Get that blue ribbon. I don't want you around those res horses. <laughs> <laughs> you might get pregnant. And might come back with hickeys. <laughs> crow mating season. <laughs> I come back with some crow fair hickeys. Oh. Oh, those jaguar hickeys. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. Some jaguar hickeys. Those ones that last till October. Holy, last all the way till Halloween. <laughs> my, my, my. My, 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 my. No matter how much you get your lighter and try to rub on them, they're just going to stick. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Does that even work? Do those uh, fairy tales even? Like those. Uh, I see people use a yeah, like, hot spoon, cold spoon. Yeah, like little Battery. Carmex. Remember those old school Carmex? Do like they really work? It? They like it just like fades them out. Okay, so that they go away quicker. It doesn't like get rid of them. It's just like the. Um, I mean, that's what I heard. That's kind of like a. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, okay. Oh, a friend told me. <laughs> 
I took like this uh, empty tube. Yeah, cool next next week, Randy will come back with one of those um, <laughs> tuba karmics to try and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Coming, rubbing up. No, but I, I think, yeah. So I was thinking, like, it's a bruise, right? Like technically, yeah, it's a bruise. So you're just kind of rubbing it. <laughs> Pause, but you're rubbing it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you say pause? Yeah. What pause? Rubbing it out. <laughs> I thought this was a family show. This is a family show. It is a family show. Not anymore. <laughs> I blame it on Karen. <laughs> Get back to your stall, Karen. Causing a ruckus up here. Causing a ruckus with your horse hickeys. <laughs> Those jaguar hickeys. Jaguar hickeys. Jaguar you you hickeys. just stay here, Karen, because I know how you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to act like a brute man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun goes down, you hear them drums, you get all feisty. <laughs> Be prancing around all those other horses down there. <laughs> <laughs> prancing around. <laughs> Trying to flip your mane back and forth. Parading back and forth, <laughs> swinging your tail. <laughs> Y'all don't even need to sing; just parade back and forth. <laughs> What's that on then? Temptation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parade back and forth with your tail in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Acting all beautiful. Acting pretty. Acting pretty. Uh-huh. All right, man. I think that was a good episode. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Episode 94 coming to an end here. But, man, it is hot. I can't wait for some fall weather. Man, I'm not for looking fall. forward to fall, bro. Man, like, I am, man. Whew. Been too sweaty. Kind of sucks, man, because especially with work. So, it'll be too cold. Oh, yeah, oh, true. Yeah. Out, out, yeah. Out. Out, out, a lot out of there office with your boots time. On the yeah, ground. be a lot of like office time, bro, and that's like the. I, I mean, I, I like. There's benefits to it, but you know what I mean. Like it just gets slow. Yeah. You're not looking forward to pumpkin spice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's good yeah. though. Pumpkin spice, good, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. No, oh, I never good. did like that. I mean, like I, I'll eat pumpkin pie, but like like those coffees and all that other stuff that comes out about the fall. Yeah. Not a big fan. Yeah, I don't think I. I think back in the day, I would go get like a. Pumpkin spice cappuccino from the gas station, just yeah. to see what all the hype was about. It was alright. It was good, but I never went back for anything. Yeah. Okay, or also I'll say it's not terrible, but it's eh. yeah. Meh. Meh. I just haven't been drinking coffee lately, mm. and they're, they're too expensive. And I've I just now discovered the pods. Oh, okay, the coffee pods. Yeah, the, and man, because yeah, my my boss has one of those little machines at oh, okay. at work, and yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm so used to my old job where they would just make like two pots every day. Somebody would that was like that was their thing every day. Oh yeah, yeah. But over there, they got one like maybe you get like two cups out of it. Oh okay. And so everybody goes in there, and if you're not in there right away, oh you ain't getting none. So I kind of started going down to my boss's office and using. He he don't care. He's like, yeah, man, he's got the, this big old box of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a what do you call, I almost said Walmart, not Walmart. The Costco. Other, uh, Sam's Club. Sam's yeah, yeah. yeah, one of those places, but. Got like a big old mega box of them. And go Are they one. Kirkland or Members Mark? <laughs> uh, members Mark. Sam's Club. Okay. Mm. How, how do you know that? Because Sam's Club is Members Mark, and then Kirkland Costco. is Costco. Yeah. You know, I heard there's a lot of like those Kirkland. They says it on the box, 
but it's like name brand people that make them. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, probably. It's just like they're probably like the end of their stuff. So like even the coffee, uh, the I found out McDonald's. Yeah. So their coffee is actually the exact same coffee that Starbucks makes. It's just under a different name. Huh. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay, spell. okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that somewhere. Uh, real quick, um, what was it like your reaction, reflection, being invited to the Native Wellness Life Media Conference, speaking there? How'd you guys feel about that? On <laughs> Tuesday. Dog, it, like for me? Yeah. I mean, it felt cool. I look forward to it. But when it actually happened, like, I felt so out of place because I'm like, dog, like, these guys are, like, million-dollar companies, bro. And then here, mm. like, for us, like, you know, like, we're grassroots, like, yeah. just building. Yeah, yeah. But we're being in, like, when that lady was talking her numbers, I was like, holy smokes. Like, I can't wait to get, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm a little, like, it was tough. Mm-hmm. But also, like, in this season, it's like, man, thank you. I'm I'm open to this because I know this is the first of many. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like, okay, like, we're growing. Like, we're growing and we're getting into, like, that type of market, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, we're headed in the right direction. So it's uncomfortable, like, first time. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like, cool. Like, we learned. Like, we're, we're growing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Made some good contacts. Yeah. But you. And I, I kind of have that had that same feeling, like I felt like an imposter. Oh, okay. And sitting there listening to them, and I thought, man, like these guys are, these guys are up there, and yeah. like, like you know, like he said, you know, they're too good for us grassroots Indians. <laughs> but uh, the talking part that was easy. I mean, that just comes natural, you know. When we did our presentation, that was yeah, you know, that was just us being us, and that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not like. Not like we have to try to be somebody else because that's never that was never our thing, mm. which I think is really really fortunate that we did that early on. Like maybe we made that decision early on. Yeah, be real, be Randy, be JC, be Josiah, and we'll oh, be fire. all right. Yeah, and so <laughs> that part was easy. But yeah. like I get what he's saying. Like man, there was a point where I thought, man, what am I? Like I felt like an imposter, mm. and yet after everything was said and done, you know, like we getting all that positive feedback, and then we're also getting um uh. Um, people are contacting us because of that. So yep. with everything being said, I just want to give another shout out, another thanks to Muldoon and his sister Debbie for inviting us, having us go over there. And, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and, you know, let us do our thing. So, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I absolutely enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't give it up for the world. Can't wait for, you know, more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For me, like, I was sitting there and I was taking in their information, but... Like the whole time, I was just like, oh, I just wish it was our turn to present. Because whenever I know I'm to present, that's all I can think about. I just wanted to start. It's rather than focus on what they're saying. Yeah, like yeah. everything they were saying was just kind of like going in one ear, out the other. And I was just kind of, I was listening, paying attention. And then I think I even asked some questions. But the whole time in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I just wanted it to be one o'clock so we can start talking. Or was it one o'clock? Yeah. This is after one. Yeah, no, one um, thirty or something. One oh nine, lady went first. Oh yeah, true that, true that. Um, oh, it was like two thirty when we went on. No, it was about two thirty. I we think we got done when about two thirty. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was I was ready to go, man. I was just like, I just need to. I mean, because I 
just went off of what Orville told us to say. So like I already had like a game plan in my head. I just wanted to start, and I that's my anxiety. Yeah, like when I know I'm supposed to talk, that's all I can think about. But yeah, I mean, I was for. I mean, I was glad, and I knew um, something good would come of it. And right away, boom, two people from two different organizations wanted to like you know sponsor some segments on our podcast here so stay tuned for that and then now the local news stations called yeah. wants to do an interview with all three of us to be put on the news man i was like and let's I, go man let's <clears throat> go and i think i'd we'd be remiss if we didn't say this that we owe a lot of that to you the listener yes sir who have stuck with us for the last almost two years now yep. so you guys are a huge part of it yes we wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for you thank you keep listening we appreciate all of you uh yes thousand averaging about a thousand downloads a month yeah because of you guys we appreciate you we love you our unspoken words disciples yeah, all over flat earth. Keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. That's it for episode ninety four of the Evan Fournier episode. And Don't we're Audi. Don't fall in love. Patience. What's up, Holler Richie Boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey yo, it's Randy B, aka Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.